Ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome everyone to the Power Half Hour. It is 10 minutes uh, into the hour. We had some technical difficulties, but here we are. We make it happen no matter what. Today, we have a rock star out of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Mr. Chris Molinard. How are you, sir? Thank you for being here. I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on, John, and it's good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, it's always good to see you at events, and now we see each other on Zoom. So without further ado, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a real estate agent out of Saskatoon, as John had mentioned. This is my 10th year in the real estate business now. I was a sheet metal worker prior to real estate, believe it or not. And I, I spent the first three years of my career at a traditional real estate company, brick and mortar franchise style company. And then I moved over to an independent for a few years. Um, halfway through that process, I found out uh, about EXP, which is kind of cool from my buddy AJ at a mastermind program that we were both uh, part of with Brennan Burchard. Um, and then I was the first EXP agent to join here in Saskatoon. Wow. And it's been, it's been quite a ride. It's, it's been a blast. You know, I, I know I met, I met you, John, at uh, probably a Mike Ferry event, I think Correct. quite a number of years ago. And I've seen what you've been able to do with this company, which is really exciting as well. And so um, I'm, I'm always excited to see you on social media. I learn from you all the time. And um, yeah, it, it, it's been a real, it's been a really, it's been a lot of fun the last couple of few years. You know, it's, it's really easy to get burnt out in real estate. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to reach a glass ceiling in real estate as well. You know, it's like, as they say, as soon as you become, people say that's a 20 deal a year agent or a 60 deal a year agent, as soon as they can label you, um, you know, you're not growing fast enough. So, um, so you always got to be plugged into to systems um, where you can continue to learn and continue to grow. And EXP is, is definitely that. It's been that for me. So um, especially it. in a market, I was always upset, John, when I would talk to you guys at events and you'd be like, yeah, average price, million bucks, you know, average commission, you know, 20 grand, 30 grand. And I'm like, dude, I'm in Saskatoon, average commission, 6,000 bucks. It's like, I got to sell three times as many, four times as many, five times as many houses to make that kind of income. And so like the glass ceiling for me was, taking on all of this additional overhead to build a traditional real estate team did not make any sense mm. with a smaller average commission check. Um, and then working extra hours didn't make, you know, a lot of sense for me either. I was already working, you know, 60, 70, sometimes 80 hour weeks. It's like, where's the other time going to come from? So finally I found a system that, that helps create leverage and duplication in real estate, which I'm really excited about. So that's, that's the reader's digest. That's amazing. And I'm just so glad that uh, you, you made the, the transition. Uh, we were all uh, Mike Ferry agents and we all prospect uh, every single day. And 60, 70, 80 hours a week, guys, that's seven days a week, 12 hour days. Okay, so that's not so fun because we work, but we also want to have a life. And I believe that now because of this opportunity, you have a life. Talk to me about becoming a real estate agent from a sheet metal worker, what is truly hard work, do you think, Chris? Oh, man, that's a good question. Hard work is not always what's going to help make you successful, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Hard work does not equal success. Hard work, I think, is required 
But I think you eventually have to start working smarter. Um, if someone was to ask you, um, if you dig ditches for 12 hours a day, five days a week, you know, for five years, and you were to have seven figures a year in passive income at the end of those five years, would you do it? Well, yeah. most, <laughs> most people say yes. So it's yeah. just like, so if you find out a system that can help you get there, that's not going to require you to break your back. Why wouldn't you plug into it and take advantage of it? So hard work uh, is exactly that, digging ditches. But I, I think that it requires more than hard work. It requires you to, to push your comfort zone. It requires you to put yourself out there and not be afraid of looking like an idiot, right? You, you have to grow. Um, you, you can't just stay stagnant. And, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, a big key to my success in my journey has been personal development. Mm. You know, I've, I've probably read a book a week, you know, since I started in real estate 10 years ago. Um, and, and if I'm not reading a book a week, it's the same book every single week. You know, so if it's something, depending on what it is I'm learning. When I first started in real estate, um, I took the Dale Carnegie public speaking course wow. because I was super nervous and shy and introverted, awkward. I didn't have any professional clothing or attire. I grew up in a trades family. I, I, I had to learn everything from scratch, but it, it doesn't really matter. Um, when, when you're out there competing in the marketplace, does anybody say, hey, you know, what kind of environment did you grow up in? They say, hey, can you get the job done? Right. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, that's what matters, right? Yeah. So you do no, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. But do you believe that even uh, transitioning from a sheet metal worker, digging ditches, guys, that's true hard physical work. But when you transition into real estate, do you believe there's a way around working hard at all? You still definitely do need to work hard. Mm. But working hard by itself isn't going to get you where you want to go. Correct. You know, like John, you talk about making 50 contacts a day. I remember there were days when I was making 50 contacts a day, um, but it wasn't every day, you know, and it wasn't for extended periods of time. But if you don't have appointments, what else do you have to do? And I tell agents that it's like, <laughs> if you don't have appointments, go make 50 contacts. You know, it's just like agents will make 50 contacts in a month. Never mind in a single day. So it's just like, where's my next deal going to come from? I don't know. Go talk to as many people as you possibly can to find out where. <laughs> like, I love that, Chris. And I think you get that. And agents ask me all the time, you know, where, where, who should I talk to? Right. And, and, and what lease sources, uh, you know, should I, should I talk to? But the, the, here's the thing. Like, do you, did you already talk to everybody that you know? Oh yeah, majority. Well, wait, 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 majority or all before you start thinking about who should I talk to? You already know people, guys. So yeah. thank you for bringing that up. And I think um, coming back to working hard and working smart, I have a thought here that, uh, you know, in order to work smart, there is a risk because she metal worker, it's consistent. You just do the hard work and you get paid and you are capped. But going into making unlimited income, you have to do something scary, which is give up that paycheck. So tell us about that mindset of going from a steady paycheck, which is hard work, to working a little bit smarter and having the opportunity to earn unlimited income. Talk about the risk and the mindset. Oh, man. So my wife told me that if you don't sell a house in your first six months in real estate, you're going back to sheet metal. 
Ooh. And it was like, I didn't sell a house. I don't know if it was the curse of her saying that, but I didn't sell a house for the first six months. Um, but then the following three months, I sold like 15 houses. And so I made more money in those three months than I made the previous entire year at my other job, wow. paid off all my debts. And we went to Europe for a month, you know, after, Great. after I, you know, we were engaged at the time. So it was, it was a big breakthrough after months and months of hard work. But like I said, I was still working the same hours as I was making, doing five deals a month as I was doing zero. The only difference is I didn't have the sales skills, mm. right? I was missing a couple of key components to help break through, you know, and close the sale or ask for the sale or, or make a proper sales presentation or, you know, ask for the appointment, go on the appointment. There's so many different skills required. Um, but I was at the bottom of my line of credit. Like there was nowhere to go. And I just knew if I went back to sheet metal, it was going to take me a lot longer to dig myself out of that hole. And um, I mean, it all worked out, but I think you have to believe in yourself first. So I guess it's uh, the risk is, you know, believing in yourself and you went just cold Turkey full-time into real estate and was like, let's burn the boats and let's just go. Uh, no deals for six months. How is that like for you? Mindset wise? Oh man. Well, I'm telling you, uh, all a lot of the agents at the office were making fun of me. Like this guy's not going to last, Ooh. you know, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, I was nervous and shy and awkward, right? Like I was following the script, man. I wish I had videos of me back in the day, learning how to communicate and talk on the phone. But all of a sudden I started making the top producer list on a consistent, regular basis. Wow. You know, in a couple of few years into the business, I had a totally different perspective and, and um, I was perceived differently from the other agents at the office as well. And, and that's another story for another day, how that kind of unfolded. But um, uh, long story short is uh, my lifespan at that brokerage um, ended abruptly, to, to say it nicely. And um, it, it immediately got me interested in the po political side of real estate brokerages and real estate brokerages in general, which essentially led me to EXP, mm -hmm. which I think is the, is the best opportunity that we have in real estate today. So it's everything happens for a reason. And I think you learn from every experience. And, um, and here Chris, I am. I'm not going to let you go on this one. Talk a little bit about the politics. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short is, um, I, I basically, I went from this kid that everybody was making fun of that didn't know how to talk to people who didn't make enough friends at the office. Um, and eventually they just asked me to leave because I was winning. I was making the top producer list. I didn't, I didn't have enough friends at the office and I was taking listings away from other agents at the office Wow. because their, their past client from five years ago put their name on the for sale by owner. And I was calling every single for sale by owner multiple times and getting listings left, right, and center. And they're like, Hey, I know that person you have, don't have rights to list that property. And enough of them said, you know, let's get them out of here. And so I moved on. That, that's the story. Oh, well, I'm glad you told me that is brutal. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's just the old way of doing business. It's all about that black mentality mindset, right? Now we're all about contribution and collaboration. I'm sorry that happened to you actually. That's uh yeah. But that, I bet you anything that fired you up to do even better. It, it did. It did. It, it, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it, what I said to myself was what I, what can I learn from this scenario? How could I have done things differently? Mm. You know, um, how could I have carried myself better in order to uh, make more friends along the way? And, um, and so when I, when I became the first agent in Saskatoon, this was the biggest company in Saskatoon that I used to work for. And so it was like, Hey guys, I'm at EXP. I'm literally by myself 
let's go. And it's like total crickets, right? It's like, I wasn't the most popular guy in town, right? So, but, but the funny thing of it is that uh, we will soon be the largest brokerage in all of Saskatchewan within, I think, a few wow. short, a few short months. Um, and uh, we just reached over a hundred agents uh, in EXP in Saskatchewan. And, and my organization is going to be close to 100 agents pretty quick here, too, which is really awesome. Exciting. Congratulations, man. The first is, 100 is the hardest. That's what they say. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? You toughed it out and people made fun of you. You know, you even got kicked out of the brokerage. And now look at where you're at. Right. Still so, just starting, man. Still just starting. It just just to start. Wow. What, a, a unbelievable story. So for newer agents now, um, you know, who are struggling right now, Chris, those six months, what did you do exactly on a daily basis to do 15 deals, right, by month six? Yeah, I was practicing and role playing for probably an hour a day. I always say you can practice by yourself, you can practice with a partner, or you can practice on the public. Practicing on the public is the most expensive way to do it because when you shank a deal, it's $6,000 that you just lost. Right. Um, practicing with a partner is only good if you've already practiced on the public and practiced by yourself. Mm. You need to repeat your scripts out loud. I would always find one question and you know the Mike Ferry sales script. Um, all we need to do now is simply sign the contract so I can get you what you want the time you want. Wouldn't that be great? It's like when that doesn't come out right, it just sounds all, all doesn't sound very good. So you have to, you have to find a question that you find uncomfortable and, and read it out loud as many times as you possibly can until you believe it, it rolls off the tongue with confidence. So and then on top of that, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, I want to say this, uh, you memorized, you internalized, and then you get to personalize. And that's when you become good at selling real estate is practicing and role-playing on a daily basis beyond working on your skills. What else did you do on a daily basis, Chris? I talked to everybody I know, but I only knew 20 people. And those 20 people were people I used to um, work with in sheet metal. And all of them said, you're unemployed. I feel sorry for you, Chris. Come over and fix my duct work <laughs> because this real estate thing is not going to work out for you. Wow. So, so I'm telling you, man, I literally called every single for sale by owner in my market multiple times for a year and a half. Um, now I, I did get a breakthrough with um, one of, from one pocket of my sphere of influence. There was a friends of friends that supported me, mm. um, but I called every single for sale by owner multiple times for a year and a half. I only took two listings. Um, one of them, I had to discount my commission. The other one didn't sell. Um, and, and, but then I listed three, three for sale by owners in one day and I sold 55 houses the following 12 months, 75% of oh. for sale by owners. You know, so I knocked on doors and guess what? In Saskatoon, it's minus 50 degrees Celsius outside. Knocking on doors is not that much fun, right? So I had the long johns on and I would park. I would door knock 10. I would move my car forward the next block. And then I would door knock another 10 and warm up. And um, I just did what my coach told me to do. And, and next thing you know, you know, you're, you're you know, selling, selling houses. That's incredible. Minus 50. I get cold at five degrees right now in Vancouver. I'm, uh, yeah, maybe I'm too skinny, but I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's incredible what you have done. What a story, Chris. First of all, congratulations on making it to this point. I would have quit based on your story, but how did you keep your mindset so strong throughout the years? 
you know what? It, here's the way I look at it. You, keeping your, your mindset strong, there's what they call sales slumps, yeah. right? So that's when your mindset goes down. Something happens, it gets you off, off, off track. And all you can really do is shorten those. Mm. So it's like what Mike Ferry used to say. You used to have sales slumps. Now I have sales minutes. Mm. It's like, it doesn't slump. There's no months. There's a month doesn't go by. Weeks don't go by. It's like uh, 10 minutes goes by, five right. minutes goes by, you know, but it's, but you got to You got to work out. You got to stay disciplined. You got to stick to a routine. And at the end of the day, it's water off a duck's back. You have to develop mm. thick skin. You have to develop what I, you know, that rejection tolerance. And it's like, it's, it's an attitude. One more no. Every no is one more no closer to a yes or a not right now. Yeah. You know, you, what's your relationship with the word no? Yeah. What What is it about rejection? Do you think that uh, has people so scared? I, I think it's more confidence. They're maybe afraid of them their own selves. Ooh, tell us more about that. Afraid of themselves. Well, well, because they're afraid of having themselves be exposed in a light that doesn't seem positive from their own perspective wow so when, when somebody says something about you that you don't like you know if you feel that it's true that's the only time that it's going to bother you Ooh. it's it's kind of like uh mike used to always say the only objection you can't handle is the one that's in your own mind Ooh. right it's like it's like you can't sell this house what are you talking about right. i sold a house just like this last week you know or, or if it's just like, what's your commission? And they're like legitimately just asking and you get nervous about it because you don't feel that you're worth the commission. Ooh. All of a sudden, that's an objection in your own mind, right? That wasn't even an objection. They were just asking you what's the cost because they want to hire you. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm not, I hope you don't ask me to cut my commission. I didn't ask you, right? So it's just like, when they ask you a question, you have a response, period. So first of all, it's knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. So you have to learn those objection handlers. But before that, because a lot of people are listening and responding through a filter called, I'm not good enough. I'm not enough for this transaction. How did you get over that self-talk that's negative? Affirmations, which by the way, I love listening to you on stage, John, because because you're like the king of affirmations, man. It's like, it's like, I'm a beast. But the truth of it is, man, when I started, it was like, I'm a great salesperson. I'm a great salesperson. I'm a great salesperson. You have to do those affirmations until you actually believe it. And if you have to, if you have to say that to yourself 300 times before you pick up the phone and make one phone call, you'd probably be better off than making 300 phone calls. Mm, say that again. Say that again. Not because we didn't hear you, but because it's very important, guys. Say it again you'd be better off to do a positive affirmation 300 times and make one phone call than you would to make 300 phone calls with the wrong mindset. Ooh. Because 300 calls with the wrong mindset produces what type of results, Chris? It's counterproductive. Counterproductive. Get yourself in the right mindset first, then call. Yes. As so get up early. Get up early and do that. Read for an hour. Like I say, I, I, you know, I, a book a week, that's like a half hour of reading every single day. It's not that much. You're unstoppable, Chris. <laughs> what makes you so matter of fact about everything? Don't you get emotional? I'm very analytical. Oh, <laughs> so high, high on, you know, going through data, going through the numbers, going, yeah. through, you know, being okay with reality and very low on emotion. You know, but you know what? Like I have new agents on my team right now. And every time he texts me and he says, 
I'm really excited about something. And the next day he's really sad about something. It's like, dude, you got to be here. You're excited. You're here. You know, you're not excited. You're here. And you know what, when you're dealing with a buyer or seller and there's something exciting going on in the transaction, it's either really good and you don't want them to get disappointed if things don't work out or it's really bad and you don't want them to make a mountain out of a molehill. Right. You got to be here. You know, Mike said, we're the, the calming force in the transaction. So it's like, you got to keep your emotions in check. And that's, that's a big part of don't make the highs too high. Don't make the lows too low. Get up and do what you need to do, regardless of how you feel. I love it. Get up and do what you do every single day, regardless of how you feel. If you only did it when you felt like it, that's how you become a low producing agent. That's not what we want. A high producing agent does stuff that when they don't feel like it, they still do it, right? In spite of whatever is going on right here. Guys, keep the emotions between the lines and keep the lines real close. So just while we're on that topic as well, Chris, we're going through this uh, transitioning market, a shifting market, right? And a lot of people are very highly emotional, especially agents. What advice do you have for them to go through this market? Learn a system. A plus B equals C. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what's happening in the market. If you track your numbers, you're going to know. If I talk to 36 people, I get a buyer sale or a listing sold, you know, talking to my sphere of influence. You know, it might take you 67 conversations talking to for sale by owners to do exactly the same thing. Mm. If you're knocking on doors, it might be 600 people that you need to talk to. But again, if you don't have appointments, it doesn't matter. If you're talking to 50 people a day, you know, it's still only going to take you, what's the math on that? A month, you can still sell a house when there's nothing happening. Plus you're building momentum. Look at what Ricky Carruth has done with Circle Prospecting. It's amazing, right? It's like, it doesn't matter what the method is. Talk to people. And so track your numbers and know, and know that. But if you build a sphere of influence, you just know that 10% of those people in that group are going to refer you business or do a deal with you. People, people pass away, people get married, people get divorced, people get a job transfer. There's a variety of reasons that people sell in the resale market, no matter what's happening in the market. And if the market's shifting one way or the other way, there's going to be opportunities too. There's always, there's going to be maybe foreclosures you can work with investors. You know, when the market's going up, you, you know, there might be opportunity to work with home builders. It's, it's no matter what, there's always opportunities, but stick to the fundamentals, have a system, know your numbers. Guys, know your numbers, please. A plus B equals C. It's that simple. And if you don't know your numbers right now, start tracking. I knew that when I first started, uh, Chris, that it was 500 contacts to one deal. I got super excited because I know that if I just talk to another 500 people, I would get another deal, right? And it's just playing the law of ratios. And what's good about that is every single year you play the numbers game, you play the law of averages, you play the law of ratio, the ratios get better. Right yes. now, when the market goes the other way, you just need to talk to more people. If you were talking to 200 people to get one deal right now, you need may need to talk to 400. Are you OK with that? If you're not OK with that, adjust your goal down. Yes. Or increase the quality of conversations that you're having. If you're doing a lot of door knocking, start doing in-person networking events. Right. Start doing social media prospecting with other business owners. You know, there's always ways to increase the quality of people that you're talking to. Man, this is a absolute gold. So you were a prospector, grinder, networker, and whatever, you know, cold caller. But now I see you a lot on social media. Tell us a little bit about how that has helped your business. 
The funny thing about my approach to social media is I still apply the Mike Ferry system to a T. All I do is put that filter over social media. So take your database of 500 people or 700 people and make sure that you're connected with every single person that you possibly can find from your database on every single social media platform. And then put together the conversations that you would have with a buyer or a seller on an appointment and just layer your content with exactly that content and then post it on every single social media platform that you have. And then use the messenger feature as your prospecting source in order to boost your algorithm and to stay top of mind with the people as an alternate source of communicating with people. Simple. That was A plus B equals C minus X, Y, Z equals A. That's it, man. That's it. But it's it, it, it so simple, guys. It is simple. You know, it's just like fi find out what works. And the cool thing about that strategy is it will literally work for everybody. You don't have to have 20,000 followers like John, you know, to make a lot of money. But I know that you started from scratch. But my point is, you don't have to be a big influencer to make social media a super powerful tool to leverage and make money with real estate. Um, you know, as a, your primary prospecting source. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't need 20, 30, 40,000 uh, followers to do a hundred deals. Right. Yeah. I know uh, Aaron Novello has like 2000 followers, but the guy does 200 deals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause that's his database. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's how you use that database that matters. So really rewatch this. And Rupinder, we have a recording link and it's also on Facebook. You can refer back to this recording over and over and over again. There's a lot of gold that Chris shares. So thank you very much for that, Chris. Chris, what do you think your career would look like 10 years from today? Ooh, 10 years from today, I'm going to be more concerned about what I do with my money than what I do with my time, Ooh. right? You know, but the, the truth of it is, with this opportunity we have at eXp, it's really incredible to think that once you build momentum, just take your passive monthly income and double it every single year for the next five to 10 years. And, and it gets to the point where you have more money than you need. And all of a sudden it's what kind of life do you want to live? So you have to, you have to get creative and, and get, create new challenges for yourself. And it becomes about more than just money. It becomes more about if you're going to work, it's both the game, mm -hmm. which is having fun and winning. You know, mm -hmm. it's not because I need the paycheck or need to pay the bills or I need to get ahead. You've got a financial fortress, you know, around your family and your life and probably your family tree forever. So what it becomes is what's my health? What are my family relationships like? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of adventures are we going to go on? What do I want? What kind of legacy do I want to set for my kids? And so. It's a philosophical question. It's kind of like the retirement conversation, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, how much money do you need to retire? Well, how long do you plan on living? Right? It's like, if you knew that, you could borrow, you know, you could spend every last cent, you know, but I guess the point is definitely exciting to think what's going to happen financially in my career. Um, but also I got two small kids. Mm. You know, so I've got an eight week old and a, a two and a oh. half year old. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. That's huge. So, eight weeks. Yeah. You aren't sleeping much. Yeah. Yeah. Working on that. But, but, you know, so 10 years, they're going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be young, almost teenagers. Like it's crazy to think of. Yeah. 10 wow. years from today. It's hard to think.
Yeah, I, I you know, Chris, uh, first time getting to chat with you like this, uh, you know, over over five minutes, right? And uh, I've just found out that you're a very in motivated individual, and you are an, an unstoppable guy. Uh, all the while keeping it so emotionless, so matter of fact, it's really hard to do. So I, I really want uh, all the agents, especially new agents, to really look at Chris, how he's uh, conducted himself over the, over the years. Keeping the emotion between the lines is just all about an equation of A plus B equals C. It's, a, it's as simple as that. Keep practicing, keep working hard so you can work smart. Chris, last insight for the audience to help us move forward. Well, you said A plus B equals C. Talk to people. Go on appointments, you'll make money. Simple. I love it. I love it. Talk to people, set appointments, and you'll make money. Guys, just that, ABC, guys. And it's always be closing. Thank you, Chris. How can we send you referrals or join your team? Well, follow me on Instagram. Um, it's Chris Molinar. Um, Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me. I'm also on TikTok and YouTube. But um, Instagram's the easiest way to get in touch. My Facebook's getting filled, getting filled up. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Chris, uh, thank you so much for today. A big congratulations to your success so far. And I can't wait to grow uh, along with you. And congratulations on the newborn. Thanks so much. Great chatting with you. Awesome, man. Have a great day ahead. Yes, yeah, you too. too. Yeah, bye. Cheers, guys.